My entitled manager treats me and the rest of the store like absolute garbage, mocking us and belittling us any chance he gets, as well as being super strict about everything at the store. So me and my coworkers decide to get revenge, setting him up for failure right as corporate is coming to visit our restaurant. And I've never been happier to see somebody get taken down in my life. Here's what happened. Entirely too many years ago, I started to work at a fast food company. Let's call it Southern State Not Big Poultry. Now, this place wasn't a bad first job. I was only 16 at the time. And the assistant manager at that location was my best friend's stepdad. So we took what was tedious and menial and tried to make it fun. He was actually a really good manager and genuinely cared about the people who worked for him. We would do silly stuff before the store opened. While we were doing prep, he would have been playing music loudly from his office. And that's as long as everything got done and it was done well. He really didn't care if we had fun doing it. We'll call him Larry. And also for the sake of this story, every name is fake. But this story is not about Larry. This story is about the store manager itself. We'll call him Tim. Tim was the exact opposite of our assistant manager. Everything had to be taken seriously. Fun was completely outlawed. I genuinely hated working with Tim. Tim was an egocentric, power-hungry, petty little man with delusions of grandeur because he was a store manager for Southern State Not Baked Poultry. Tim's approach to managing the restaurant was to work the employees until they burned out. And when they did, he would fire them and hire someone else. Needless to say, morale when Tim worked was in the garbage. Tim hated that Cruz would prefer working with Larry instead of him. He hated that Cruz had fun when Larry was working. He hated that our store's numbers were always better when Larry worked. Mostly, he just hated everyone. But one thing that he absolutely hated was a silly little thing that Larry did. If it was before the restaurant opened, he would stick his tongue between his teeth and lower lip and shout out an employee's name right as they walk into the store. It sounded absolutely ridiculous. I would always do the same thing back, which ended up sounding like some weird imitation of what Larry was doing. Now, a perfect example of what an absolute jerk Tim was involved this young woman and this lady who, due to a variety of stressors, attempted to unalive herself after a particularly grueling shift after working with Tim. After she had recovered, she came back for her last paycheck, and Larry was also working, which is not a coincidence. She called the store to find out what day he was working, so Larry sat her down out in the lobby, brought her lunch, brought her her last checkout, and sat and talked with her for about an hour. It was after the lunch rush and he had the time, so he made sure that she was doing okay, talked about whatever she wanted to talk about, and by the time she left, she was smiling, but had tears on her cheeks. She had never had someone just sit and listen, and just let her talk out everything that was going on. But what Tim did next was absolutely unbelievable, and I seriously can't believe the way he acted. The very next day, Tim had come in and hauled Larry into the office. He says to Larry, the next time the unalive queen comes in, tell her to do it right next time. So hopefully by now you have a clear picture of exactly how petty and vindictive this little man was. And this is right about when the revenge starts to take place. We were scheduled to have the regional and national bigwigs for Southern State Not Baked Poultry come through our area for an annual inspection. Tim had his eyes set on being one of those bigwigs, at least for the region. I mean, why wouldn't he be? He did everything by the book. That automatically made him a good manager, at least in his eyes. Everything had a checklist and a procedure, and a set of written instructions in the book, and if you couldn't meet the expectations set forth in this book, well, Tim would then yell at you and berate you, because that's how a manager is supposed to manage, according to Tim. Well, before the bigwigs got to our store, and we knew what day they would be coming, several of us had agreed that on the day they came through, we would all screw up just enough just to get Tim to blow his cool. Because our regional manager and the national bigwigs all 
believe that Southern State Not Big Poultry was a family company and that employees were valuable team members. The day in question arrived and the big wigs were there for their big tour. And that's when all the problems started to arise. It started with one of the fryers not having the oil replaced last night. Then the shaker table hadn't been cleaned. Or maybe there was way too much cold slaw made up and we won't get through it before we have to toss it. You get the picture. After the second time, I took a minute too long to get a basket of poultry into the cooker. Tim absolutely lost his mind. He started yelling, cursing, throwing things. He actually physically pushed me away from the breading station. And this is right in the middle of the lunch rush. All while the regional and national bigwigs stood there watching. And we were already several lines of people deep in both cash registers. With a lobby full of people eating and watching. Tim stood there gulping like a fish. His mouth was moving like he was trying to say something. But no sounds were coming out. The room was absolutely quiet other than the beeping of a fryer that was done. I looked at Tim and this was the moment we had all been gearing up for. I looked down at where he had pushed me and a set of handprints and flour were on my chest. And so I then cut loose with him. I yelled at him that I quit, took off my apron and threw it at him. I told him I was tired of the way he was treating me as well as his poor management and how he single-handedly drove morale through the floor every time he walked through the doors. How he was an awful excuse for a manager and that if he didn't have Larry and a good couple of shift leads, he would have driven the location out of business a long time ago. All the color drained from his face and then he bolted for his office. The national and regional folks ended up comping everyone's meals that were in the restaurant that day. Interestingly enough, Tim was not fired, but he was demoted and in exchange, Larry was promoted to manager. About 10 years later, I was working at my current job as an EMT. We had just dropped off a patient at the hospital that was across the street from the same restaurant and my partner was hungry. So we drove across the street and pulled in. Now I had not set foot in that restaurant since the day I had quit. But lo and behold, who is working the counter but Tim himself? And his name tag still shows that he's an assistant manager. The restaurant was empty since it was between lunch and dinner time and I just couldn't help myself. I stuck my tongue between my teeth and lower lip and I said as loud as I could Tim's name just to straight up mock him. I haven't been back since and that was around 12 years ago but I'm willing to bet that he is still just the assistant manager. Wow, that manager was absolutely awful. I mean, seriously, he did not know what he was doing. Like the fact that this guy would yell at his co-workers and by the way, yes, they are your co-workers. They're not your underlings that you can just boss around and scream at. The fact that he would act that way is so unacceptable. That is not how you lead a store or anything in general. Instead, he should have been more like Larry. Larry had everything together and he absolutely deserved to be the store manager. This Tim guy was just a complete joke. And honestly, the way you guys set him up like that was so amazing. He absolutely deserved that, especially after the way he talked about your female co-worker who was clearly having some kind of mental health crisis. Like that guy had no business talking about her like that. That was so out of line. It's not even funny. So good for you for getting him demoted as well as showing to the regional and the national bigwigs that this guy has no business being a manager. And I think the original poster's right. I bet after all these years, he is most likely still just the assistant manager. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out. Link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Am I the Jerk for telling my coworker that her husband's insecurities are not my concern? Here's what happened. Roughly a week ago, I was sent on a three-day business trip with a coworker across the country. My coworker's name for the sake of the story will be Sarah. Sarah is not her real name. Sarah and I are really good friends and work very closely. Also, since it was our area of expertise, it made the most 
most sense for our company to send us. Sarah's husband by the name of John, that's also not his real name, also works for the company. Long story short, John doesn't like me at all. Personally, I think he's a bit prejudiced and insecure, as he didn't mind me at all while our company was working virtually during COVID. But once we met in person, his opinion changed. Since then, there has been a pretty noticeable sense of rivalry between us. Furthermore, Sarah has mentioned previously that he doesn't like how closely we work together and how friendly I am with her. The business trip was both successful and fun. We finished most of our work obligations on the first two days of the trip, so we spent most of the third day having some fun and enjoying the city. John texted Sarah pretty often, asking what we were up to, which was a bit obnoxious. At some point, I asked her to respond less often, and that did get him to stop asking so many questions. Since we got back, Sarah has been telling me that John is acting strangely. Yesterday evening, he told her how uncomfortable the trip made him feel. She went on to tell me that it wasn't just the trip, but also how close he thinks we are, and how often we text and joke around with each other. I felt annoyed that John seemingly wanted to exert some control over my life, so I told Sarah that his concerns and insecurities are not my problem. She said that I was being too unsympathetic towards him, and that I needed to be more patient with him. So am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? Honestly, I can kind of see this both ways. First and foremost, I don't like the fact that you were telling her, hey, stop texting John so often. Like, that seems really sketchy in my opinion. That should have really been a moment of self-reflection that, yeah, maybe I'm crossing a line here. I can understand that maybe the text messaging was getting annoying, but overall, that is seriously not okay, and I don't think that was a good thing to do. But on the other hand, I do think you're right. The husband's insecurities are his own to deal with and not yours. But overall, I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to take a step away from this friendship. Clearly, it's causing stress with Sarah and John, even if you're not meaning to have any kind of negative impact on their life. Because the truth is, you are. Clearly, there's tension with the fact that you're friends with Sarah, and I don't think it's appropriate to continue having this friendship in the way that you've been going about doing it. So hopefully this can work out, because I don't think this is a good friendship to be pursuing, and at the end of the day, I think it might be time for the both of you to just become colleagues, because this friendship is clearly causing problems with everybody involved. This next story came from the Am I the Jerk podcast subreddit. Check the links in the description if you'd like to submit your own story. Am I the jerk for telling my boss to let me feel my emotions for once after I broke down and started crying at work? Here's what happened. I'm a 27-year-old female and I was a cashier in a grocery shop in my town. I did every shift I could possibly do. I stayed later and came in earlier to help my co-workers when someone wouldn't come into work because they simply didn't feel like working. Now, for some context before going into the story, I have to tell you one of my hardest challenges I faced was when I was a teenager. I never knew my biological father. The man that I call dad is the man that has been with my mom since I was five years old. He passed away when I was 15 due to esophagus cancer, and I never really healed from that loss. And it's even been 12 years later. My mother met another man who also lost his wife two months to the day after my dad passed away, and they ended up being a big help to each other. My now stepfather and I are very close, and I can't see my future without him. One day, I got a call from my mom when I was at my lunch break. My stepfather just had a VCA and is going to the hospital at the same moment. When I hung up, I just burst into crying. My whole world crashed before me, and I was worried I was going to lose another father figure in my life. I left work earlier that day, and I waited for the news. My next shift for work was cut off in half, and I went to ask my boss why that was. I asked her if I could have a normal schedule, and she answered me and said, so no more cries, okay? I said to her, excuse me? My stepfather almost died, and all you have to tell me is that? 
that? My manager then says, well, you put your coworkers in a bad situation that night. I looked at her and I said, can't you just let me feel my emotions? I'm not a robot, you know. She then said to me, I don't care about your life. Next time, stay until when you have to leave. Now, at the time, I didn't have the guts to give her a really good petty answer. So honestly, I need to know, am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? Honestly, your boss sounds awful. First off, you are not the jerk. Your stepfather almost passed away. I think anybody would have started crying in a moment like that. That is so stressful, and it takes such a higher precedent than that stupid job. And by the way, that job sounds awful. The people you work for are absolutely heartless. They have no business talking to you like that. So not only do I hope your stepfather is doing okay, and everything's recovered for him and all that other stuff, but also, I really hope you find another job. This is not the kind of people you want to work for. And hopefully, you're able to find something a lot better than this garbage. A medical facility sends me a check for $1,200, claiming that I overpaid them. But after trying to get to the bottom of this, as well as being treated horribly by their customer service management, I decided to deposit that check and cash it out. And I found it funny when they called me back, explaining that they had made a mistake and that they shouldn't have given me that money. Here's what happened. So this happened back in 2014. I had just lost my job and was in the process of looking for a new one, but didn't have any money saved to pay bills in the meantime. So I asked my father if I could borrow $1,200 just to get me through the next month and I would pay him back as soon as I started working again. He sent the money, I paid my bills, and I got a new job shortly afterwards. As soon as I had the money to pay him back, I used my bank's online bill pay option to send him a check. I sent him a text, told him it was on the way, and just assumed that was the end of it. Well, a week went by and he had not gotten it. I thought maybe it took a few days for the bank to actually process the bill pay option because I had not used it before. So I asked him to just wait a few more days to see if it came in. Well, several days later and it still had not gotten there. So I called the bank and asked them and they told me I could do a stop payment on it for free. So I did just that. Then I just wrote a personal check and mailed it to him. I just assumed something went wrong with the online bill pay. About two months later, I got a check in the mail from a medical facility in the state my father lives in for $1,200. I called and asked them what it was about and they told me on a recorded line that it was an overpayment on an account my father had with them and it was a legitimate check and was mine to keep. Now at that point, I didn't associate it with the bill pay thing I tried to do a couple of months before. I did call my father to ask about his accounts with this place because there's no reason they should have my address to be sending me an overpayment if he had actually made one. He had no idea what was going on because he had not used that facility in a few years. I looked up the place on Google and finally it dawned on me what had happened. My father's address was on Saddlewood Drive at this point in time, but when I typed it into bill pay, my phone auto-corrected it to Sandalwood and it just happened to be the same numerical address. And because my father's name was listed as the payee, they erroneously attempted to apply it to his account. So that's where my check had gone. I tried to call them again and explain what happened and the lady on the phone was extremely rude to me. She told me, I've already talked to you about this. I don't know why you're calling again. We sent you what we owed you. This account is settled and we will not be talking about it again. Again, this is on a recorded line. I asked if she was sure they owed me this money and she practically shouted yes. And at that point, I just smiled and hung up the phone. I deposited the check into my bank that day. They didn't try and call me back until six weeks later. I had been wondering how long it would take. The person who called me was a different lady and she called to tell me that a mistake had been made and that I owed them $1,200. I told her that she was misinformed and she could go back and listen to the recorded calls 
that I had made to their office. Then I gave her the dates. I had been reassured multiple times that the money was mine and that I was in the clear to cash that check. Then I hung up the phone on these people. And you know what? Since then, I haven't heard a single thing about it. This story is great because it goes to show you that customer service goes both ways. The original poster was literally just trying to be honest. They were clearly trying to work something out that was an obvious discrepancy with this medical facility. They did not owe him $1,200. Literally, he was trying to figure it out and make sure that this was accurately accounted for. But the person on the other line who clearly doesn't like their job was not only rude with them, but also was incredibly condescending. Like, how ignorant do you have to be to act like that? It probably would have taken them just a few checks on their computer to accurately figure out if this money even should go to this guy. So you know what? I don't blame him for cashing that check. I would have done that immediately as well. If these people gave me the go-ahead and said, yes, this is yours. Stop calling us. Oh my goodness. Why are you calling? If they had done that, I would have been like, okay, let's do this. I'm going to take that money and run and there's nothing you can do about it. So truly good for the original poster. They got a sweet payday of 1200 bucks, And at the end of the day, I'm willing to bet that the person who said, yes, you can have that money probably got in a lot of trouble. And honestly, with the bad attitude that she had, she absolutely would have it coming. Am I the jerk for asking my wife for receipts for all purchases that she makes just so I can verify that she's buying the right stuff? Here's what happened. I'm a 37-year-old male and I have a wife who's 35 as well as a daughter who's three years old. I'm a doctor and so is my wife, but she's from Belarus and did her medical schooling in the United Kingdom, so she cannot work in the U.S. without some complicated processes. Since I make enough money for both of us, we decided that she would be a stay-at-home mom. I let her use a credit card for household purchases and previously never really scrutinized the receipts to see whether she was buying what she said she was buying. However, we do tend to keep receipts for a few months in case we need them as proof of purchase. Now, we had agreed that she would let me know before making purchases and that was it and that she would message me after the purchase with the item and the total cost. However, recently, we had to attend an event and she needed some makeup products, so I told her to use the card for that. Now, usually, she has sufficient leftover makeup from events, etc., and uses the leftovers if we go on dinner dates. However, recently, I noticed that she started using it when going out with her friends, which she previously would not do. I also noticed new products in the cabinet in the bathroom. I investigated the receipts and found out that on one of the grocery store trips, she had told me a higher amount than the cost of the groceries and also bought cosmetic products. I showed it to her and she cried and then got defensive, but agreed to not let it happen again. I told her to give me the receipts from now on and that it should go to me directly and I will check them with the online banking daily. She then got upset and says that I should trust her more. So am I the jerk here? If she said she would not do it again, I don't see why she should have a problem with it since I will just be using my time for verifying. What should I do? The original poster in this story, in my opinion, is a massive jerk. Can you imagine training to be a doctor and then suddenly you're stuck as a stay-at-home mom and your overly controlling husband is trying to control what you can and cannot buy? Like, seriously, buddy, you need to back off. What you're doing is unbelievably inappropriate and you really need to check yourself. You're treating her like the IRS treats people when they audit them for tax fraud. She's just buying makeup. Is it really that big of a deal? Like, seriously, you're acting as if she's stealing money from you and trying to basically, like, scam you out of your money. If you are going to be the only one working in the family and you guys share that money together, well, congratulations, it's both of your money. It's not just your money that you're lending out to her. This is also your wife. Like, come on. How are you not okay with her buying makeup or literally anything? She should not have to show you receipts 
dates, especially if she's not doing anything wrong with the money. Like, come on. Like, you encouraged her to be a stay-at-home mom and share finances, and then you're going to turn around and micromanage her like some kind of dictator? Like, that's awful. That is a horrible thing to do to your partner. So yes, you are definitely the jerk in this situation. You have no reason to act like that, and truly, you need to make this right by being better to your wife. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.